Welcome to this week's Silk Grassroots Podcast, Match Fix, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to Match Fix, a brand new Selk production podcast bringing you everything you want to know about the women's grassroots game. Hello, it's been a while, but episode 12 of Match Fix is here and today we talked about the importance of social media. Uh, the journey of a collective and what it's like to join an established club. A little bit of transparency from me here. I preach mental health every week on my podcast and that's exactly why there's been such a long pause between episodes 11 and 12 of series 2. I had to take a little bit of time to reset myself and kind of assess what was right for me but I am so so glad to be back. A little quick shout out to a few clubs. Big up Rob Mitchell and all the girls at Brighouse, Lou Barry and the Northampton Town Squad and Naomi and the Fulham Women. All former guests with teams through to the first round proper of this year's Women's FA Cup. Big up yourselves. And to all you listeners out there, I hope you're all having brilliant and fingers crossed uninterrupted seasons so far and are continuing to develop and push for more in the women's game. Enough from me, keep listening for part two. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Okie dokie. Is it recording? Yes. Okay, cool. Joining me today for part two of, I think this is episode 12 now, yeah, um, of Match Fix is B from the Football Collective, She's Got Skills. And also, I'm going to just go for Women of Logistics of Kenningwell United Women. <laughs> I feel like that's the best way to describe you there, because you're like, yeah, I do a bit of this, and I do a bit of this, and that, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. Welcome. Hello, B. <laughs> Hi. Uh, really great to be on the show. Thanks for having us, Abby. Oh, not at all. Absolute pleasure. Um, I'm just going to, for the purpose of the listener, this is like the fourth time we've tried to record this, isn't it? It's been a bit of a logistical <laughs> yeah. nightmare for us. Power cuts and just all all the things you could think of. But yes, fourth time lucky, hopefully. So yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to chatting to you. How are you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good, good. Um, likewise, but we've been really looking forward to doing this, this interview. Every Friday it's been something as you said so um yeah as you know i had a good weekend uh you know life's good and um well i've got to say i've been utterly distracted by the news at tottenham which is my team because nuno's been fired uh but other than that um uh, just sort of having sky sports on in the background and seeing what's going on uh but yeah all good all good good i'm really glad to hear it okay let's kind of let's let's just go straight into it let's kick things off so do you want to just describe to me what She's Got Skills actually is? Yeah, sure. Love to. Um, so She's Got Skills is an um, inclusive women's uh, football collective. 
Um, I run She's Got Skills with um, a very good friend of mine and um, my co-founder, um, Rob Wright. Um, and we founded the, uh, She's Got Skills in uh, the summer of 2019, very much inspired by um, the Women's World Cup and really inspired by the way that people, um, you know, of all backgrounds, genders and so on, were, were, were interacting with, with a women's sport. Um, Rob and I share a passion, um, you know, with, with football. Um, we, you know, would always talk about like matches. He's an Arsenal fan. I'm a Tottenham fan. So, you know, there was always that friendly banter between us. Um, and, you know, we um, shared that passion and, and really wanted to do something in the space. And it started off actually with a, a friend of ours that was working on a project for young um, asylum seekers teaching um, English as a second language, but utilizing um, football. Um, she brought us on to this project and, you know, we pulled all these amazing ideas. Um, but unfortunately, that project didn't take off. So, you know, Rob and I were kind of left like, oh, I'm really hungry to really do something in the space. Um, and then we were brainstorming a couple of things for maybe a week or so. Suddenly we had this light bulb moment of actually, wouldn't it be really cool if we worked with, with corporate teams? I should say this was the, the luxury of pre-lockdown. Uh, working with corporate teams to generate five-a-side like tournaments um, for large companies like Facebook. Wouldn't it be really cool if they played a team, say like Snapchat? So it was like that sort of rivalry thing. Um, and yeah, we 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 wanted to really create something that hadn't been done before in a sense where, quite typically in the workplace, um, it tends to be about male sports in terms of men that can get into the sport, such as football. Uh, women's sports in my experience have been more netball related when it comes to the office we really wanted to create something different um as we we said on our little pre-chat uh, before we jumped on on this podcast i'm a massive content junkie and, and rob is as well so we wanted to we were seeing this kind of wouldn't it be really cool if we got all these companies together rival companies as well that just plays against each other and also inspiring people to get back into the game or, or play football again and also really championing, um, you know, wellness, um, seeing that that's such an important part of, of our lives and, and rightly so in terms of prioritizing it and making sure that people were, were in playing sport um, and also just team bonding as well. Like just, just getting people together is what Rob and I love doing. So um, off we went to sort of brainstorm what that would look like. Um, and we managed to um, sign up Facebook, Amazon, Universal Music and uh, Mixcloud as our sort of four initial inaugural teams to play in, in our tournament in September 2019. Um, it was, yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, we had uh, an after party at um, Shoreditch House. Um, we had um, Anne-Marie Batson that um, presented like trophies um and medals to the winning team which was universal music um and yeah just loads of giveaways so nike gave us um some football jerseys um and some other giveaways as well we we also partnered up with um startups as well to like do goodie bags and stuff for each of the players as we were trying to reach out to like, other companies that, that also wanted to be promoted to bigger ones so um it was a really fun experience and then we went on to do a couple of more tournaments after that but then of course good old lockdown uh came in the way but we worked with the likes of bt sport um you know lsc 
um, Deliveroo. So yeah, some really um, great companies um, to, to work with. But yeah, sadly that, that came to an end uh, in International Women's Day 2020 because of lockdown. So that's where we were at that point. Um, but it's been interesting because since then we've, we've managed to sort of work more with grassroots football teams across London because, you know, offices were, were closed. But we were also getting a lot of inquiries from uh, players and teams about how they can get involved. So, you know, they were like, oh, we could see like Facebook playing, but we're not in an office. So can we get involved too? So slowly in our Instagram account, we were getting quite a lot of um, hunger to play, which was really beautiful to see because that was the aim of the game, really. Um, so, yeah, we've done several tournaments um, across London, um, you know, engaged with, with so many different types of players. It's great to see how, you know, players from different ages and backgrounds really coming together on the pitch. So we might get sort of a group of 18, 19 year olds, um, maybe they're in a university together, um, you know, playing against, um, you know, somebody that might be in, in a more professional setting and they might be in their like late 30s, early 40s, but it's great to see them come together to, to play the game. Um, so yeah, essentially we're, we're about, you know, creating tournaments. Um, you know, we also do quite a lot of other types of events and, and programs. Um, but yeah, and then we, we also started an 11 aside team during lockdown where we partnered up with, with Kenningwell United. So we're um, officially their, their women's team too. So Rob manages them. Um, we're third in the league right now, which is brilliant. Um, the, the players have been doing absolutely amazing. So I would say Ashley's got skills in a, in a nutshell, even though that was about, I don't know, an hour long. <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved it. You can really kind of sense your passion for it as well. It's really, really exciting to hear. Um, so let's kind of stay kind of in the corporate area for the moment as well. We've got plenty of time to talk about Kenningwell and kind of the tournaments and stuff like that. Like, how did you get people to kind of engage in that? Because obviously like there's some big names you've thrown out there that got involved. How did you kind of get, obviously you said you're a kind of a content junkie. So kind of how did you get people engaged in it in the first place? Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. So I would say Rob and I, um, we've got quite an extensive network, um, just probably from previous jobs that, that we've had, but also in our friendship circle as well. I'm saying with Facebook, um, I've got a, a good friend that works there, as is Rob, and we sort of market tested the idea a little bit to say, would this work? And, um, you know, the, the, the premise there was, yes, it would, because actually there were only mixed football teams or men's only teams. So we thought, right, well, if it worked with a company like Facebook, it will work with others. So, it was a bit of a domino effect where it's like, okay, well, we've got Facebook to sign up. So that means we could probably get Amazon to sign up because, you know, they're, they're two major companies. Um, and with Universal Music, we're quite lucky with that one because they already had an established um, football team that were, were playing in um, the Super 5 League. So, you know, we're really lucky that that team was already established, but all the other ones we, we, we set up, uh, essentially. Um, and it's the same with, with Mixcloud, where we, we knew, um, you know, a good friend of ours, uh, shout out to Lizzie, and <laughs> she helped get the team together, um, that, you know, that worked there. And, and then, you know, we wanted to start, like, sort of as we mean to go on, so we really wanted to, to target and get to the larger ones, because then once everyone else sees that Facebook and Amazon and so on are involved, everybody else will then want to follow and then get their employees to sign up. 
yeah nice absolutely i guess there's a little bit of general ignorance for me here but i didn't even think about the fact that you just have like t- football teams within companies like that as well like, kind of i guess because i'm so sort of absorbed inside actual like grassroots football i kind of forget that actually there's other people out there who probably like to play yeah. football as well so yeah it's, well, it's really interesting actually because as we were like starting up she's got skills obviously you then start to see you know in algorithms similar accounts to yours or you know we might cr- come across something and at the time um, there was a really interesting fintech league um, that that came about, and the way that they put everything together was absolutely amazing. So it was obviously between fintech companies, um, and they did award shows. And obviously, fintech being a relatively new space, you know, they're all about the content as well. However, with um, their teams, it was either men's or or, or mixed teams. So we're a- able to sort of say to them, "Oh, do you know anyone that will want to?" work with our tournaments or should we do tournaments together so we actually engaged with mastercard through them which was great nice i love that that's amazing i also like that you've kind of you said that it's normally like women play netball don't they that's exactly like um, i am that cliche story like i played netball throughout like being a kid and then when i yeah. like went to sixth form or even when i went to uni i played netball i came home played more netball like in a fun yeah. way and yeah. then I've told this story a million times. Anybody who regularly listens to this show is going to be like, oh, Abby's off again on this one. <laughs> I only started playing football like two years ago. Well, nearly three years ago now, actually. And yeah, like I said beforehand, I was a netballer. So it's really exciting that you've kind of kind of picked that little kind of niche out in the spec. Well, it's not a niche though, is it really? Like so many women play football these days and want the opportunity that yeah. actually, yeah, it makes sense that you kind of kind of go into a company and go, you know, you've got a mixed team and a men's team. You need a women's one as well, basically. Exactly, yeah. And also it's the, um, you know, a lot of the players that we would speak to would say, oh, we haven't played for about five or ten years because it might have been a good, like, you know, ten years since they've left university, for example. So it was great to get them in, but to also play with people that have never been played, have never played before. So it was good to see that, that mixture and that, and that balance as well. I think that's actually something that we're kind of slightly missing out on as well for women as well, like this kind of big um, thing around like recreational football and like, as you say, like there's a lot of people who have kind of never played football before. And actually in series one, I spoke to Carol Bates who runs Crawley Old Girls and she, she's an example, like she's a perfect example of that. So she's kind of, in her 40s maybe her 50s now I can't remember she's going to be really annoyed that I've just said that (laughs) but (laughs) she basically has done everything in football so like her dad was a manager while she was growing up so she like she she was on the sidelines and then she was got old enough to like she did the tees and she did like the pie mash afterwards and then she had her own kids and sent them off to football and stuff like that so she kind of done everything in and around football except play football herself so then she kind of took the initiative to set up a kind of they did like a 10 week course and then yeah like now crawling old girls is huge and they do tournaments all yeah. around the uk and stuff like that so yeah i think there's a real kind of a missing gap nest kind well i think it's probably on the it's probably kind of growing it's probably kind of on the trajectory definitely especially with people like carol around and there's more people springing up but you guys are a perfect example of actually there's lots of people out there who probably think oh, i'd really like to give football a go but they kind of maybe are a bit intimidated by the idea of going straight into like competitive football and stuff like that so yeah, yeah it's really what you guys do yeah, I think, um, you know, we, we try to address some of that in, in various ways. So during um, lockdown, Rob ran uh, virtual Zoom sessions. So in a way, it's not as intimidating, you know, like obviously when you're in your living room, you know, with a football, right? Or whatever it is, if you didn't have access to a football. Um, but also it was almost like people were then seeing each other week on week. 
during lockdown whilst Rob, Rob was running these sessions, it's like the same people would pop up. Um, and we then met other grassroots teams or players that wanted to join teams through that. Um, but also, there, you're right, there's that, that rise of, of different collectives and groups that are coming up. And um, one that comes to mind is um, Bend It Like Peckham. So they do, um, you know, training for all levels, uh, ages, abilities and so on um, every Saturday, I believe. Um, I think it's only like three quid a session. And it's great that they've got this like welcoming community. And um, they actually pivoted towards uh, sort of their regular players forming a team and then competing in our beginners tournament. So it was nice to see their transition because I'd always signed up to their newsletters and followed what they do um, to, you know, now them playing in our beginners tournament for the first time. So it's lovely to see that. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, Gold Diggers is a really good example of that as well. Uh, yeah. Think, yeah. So they kind of, uh, was it, I think it's Fleur who runs it. She kind of started yeah. with like yeah. just her and a couple of mates, isn't she? And now they're absolutely huge. So yeah, those yeah. kind of, as you're saying, the collectives kind of come together where actually eventually you sort of transition, if you want the option to transition into playing like actual competitive football, but actually the fact that kind of that kind of rec football and that kind of um, just kind of for fun stuff like that is still there is like really important and actually yeah as we've kind of alluded to already I think it's kind of really on the rise and especially as I mean we're not going to talk about WSL too much but as like the more you see kind of stuff like WSL on TV and stuff things like that kind of the more women go oh yeah I'm going to give that a go and then see things people like you guys it's really super important so yeah it's really exciting yeah I mean uh, on just on a few of those things you just said like with gold diggers um you know logged on to my FPL team this weekend and it was great to see a gold diggers banner on the top of like you know the FA's website I yeah. was like that's great and even the video they put together I think with Budweiser on the weekend yeah. was brilliant and then you know yesterday it was the um I think the, the semi-finals of the FA Cup with, with Chelsea and, and Man City. And it was great to see that I was on BBC. You don't have to like find an app to download it and, you know, which is what was happening the last couple of years or it not being screened at all. So it was great yeah. to see that at like 2pm on a Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. It's really exciting. Yeah. Not the trauma of the FA player. <laughs> yeah. I continually moaned about for the last like two seasons. But now, yeah, exactly. With the deal coming in, you can pretty much switch a, switch a TV on. And there's probably some women's football on somewhere, which is really exciting, as you say. So you kind of, well, you did the corporate stuff. And then obviously we had the rude interruption of a worldwide pandemic. So you kind of, that sort of came to its kind of natural end, I guess you could say probably. And then you kind of have moved into this more kind of grassroots kind of stuff. Let's talk a little bit about that kind of, how did that come about? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say the corporate stuff's come to a, a natural end. We're definitely up for doing more next year. So it's probably a very long pause in a sense where we knew that, you know, offices weren't going to go back in. Uh, it's probably a shameless plug <laughs> in terms of me saying no, if there's it. any corporates out there. Shamelessly plug, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, you know, we, we recognised, you know, there were teams that were messaging us that were really wanting to, to get involved with, with the experiences that we were creating. Um, so we did an, uh, our first tournament since lockdown, I think it was September... 2020 I think there was that little window where it opened up again and fortunately yeah. it was a beautiful day we were at Power League in, in Nine Elms and we you know recruited a number of different teams a couple of university teams a couple of grassroots teams that, that got in touch with us and and you know just wanted to play because they hadn't played in such a long time 
um and it was yeah an absolutely beautiful day and we realized right okay we could do more of these and it's almost like this is us being quite young in terms of the business and, and startup side of it of identifying who your audiences are and then actually creating different products for them in a way so you know we, you've got your your corporate side you've got your grassroots side and then there's other things and bits and pieces which i'm sure we'll get into in this interview that Rob and I want to, to achieve with, with She's Got Skills. So, you know, working with those grassroots teams that, that want to play, we was like, yeah, this is exactly what we're about. It's about creating that platform and that opportunity and for people to create teams and, and, and you know, to have a, an inspiring morning or, or afternoon with us. Um, we then did, I think, a second tournament in October, which was our, our final one before the other second lockdown that came in the way. So many of them, hasn't there? Yeah, exactly. But then in that time, as I mentioned earlier, we, we um, then went on to do Zoom training sessions, um, you know, I think between January and March, which was great because that was another way for us to, to kind of build out our community and our, our collective more and also engage with the players that already participated in our, in our tournament um and then after that lockdown we've then done like a couple of more tournaments um in in summer of this this, this year just gone thinking is it 2020 or 2021 it's 2021 <laughs> it's all merged into one yeah i hesitated okay. there um so yeah we had a couple of tournaments uh, during summer 2021 and then you know when the season started we then sort of focused more on on the kenningwell side of things so um, we'll we'll be back up again doing our tournaments from from next spring um, again. So yeah, we usually take a little bit of a, a break in in the winter time. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So kind of how did how many teams do you kind of start with? Let's kind of talk about the growth of that kind of grassroots setup. Like how many teams did you start with? How many teams are there now competing in the competition or the tournament? So we we started with four teams in our sort of corporate side of things, and then with our grassroots side, it's anywhere between six and, and ten, just depending on you know where we are. I've got to say, I think in terms of our planning, lockdown and the restrictions sort of really came into play when we were planning it. So we always have this vision of doing something larger and grander with different age groups as well. Um, but, you know, just thinking right at that point of time, things were very much changing from week to week. So we kept them sort of medium size, I would say. So we typically would have two pitches. Uh, sometimes it'd be all levels. Sometimes it'd be beginners um, and advanced. Um, and then we also honour like the best player of the tournament uh, as well, which is always really, really hard. Um, and then we also have prizes for the winners as well as the best player of the tournament. Um, I think when we did um, our last tournament, uh, I believe Ballers FC won that one. Um, the best player of the tournament there um, was a goalkeeper. Her name was Marie. Um, and typically you don't tend to give, I think, the player of the tournament to goalkeepers, right? But she was <laughs> so outstanding in terms of her leadership qualities from the back, but just the shots that were coming at her, which is absolutely amazing that she actually was a clear winner with, with that particular tournament. But previously it's always been that like the goal scorers, you know, because they're the ones that always get the glory, right? Yep. So it was <laughs> nice to see that we could honour a goalkeeper on that occasion. Nice, I love that. That's really cool. Fingers crossed it will just keep growing and growing. Um, so 
<clears throat> what was I going to ask you next? Has there been anything kind of particularly standout for you so far, kind of, at She's Got Skills? Have you had any kind of standout moments? I guess it's oh, difficult when you've had, like, that's a again, we've had a pandemic, one, yeah. haven't we? So you've had a big pause and, like, random gaps and here's stuff like that. So, I, yeah, I've asked a lot of people this question and everyone's always a bit like, mm, let me think about that one. But Yeah, yeah exactly. You, can, you might like, have more than one. Feel free one. to tell me if you've got more than one. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean that there are, there are a couple I would say. Um I would say our, our first one's always going to be close to our heart mm. because Rob and I literally started she's got skills with nothing. Yeah. So whenever, you know, we we do interviews or talks or anything like that, I think what we always like to leave people with is, you know, if you've got an idea, just go for it because mm. you never know where it can lead you. And if I think about the community that we've built from that light bulb moment, sort of in the summer of 2019 to now, where are we, November 2021, it's been amazing to see the amount of people that we have engaged with in, in that time that are, you know, are now like just in our network and part of that, the She's Got Skills family, whether that's somebody like yourself or, you know, um, news presenters that we, we talk to or, just various people in the football industry, our players, um, different teams, learning about their, their journeys and their experiences, different brands and what they're doing as well. It, it, it's just great to, to see that. So I think it's almost like I would say a standout moment for me is that, that first tournament for us. Because I do remember the night before when Rob and I were getting everything ready. We were like, are we actually doing this? Because <laughs> it came from nothing. You know, yeah, we had this yeah, cool. dream of like, oh yeah, we're going to create this amazing content and, you know, like create like a platform for women to feel included in football. Mm. And then we had these big companies and it was like, wow. Like, you know, it was just amazing. And that butterflies feeling is something I don't think I'll, I'll ever like forget. Um, but also I think the other memories for me, it's probably pre-lockdown again, is what we started to get quite a lot of meetings with different types of companies and, and football clubs. So had a meeting with, um, you know, the director of West Ham Women, and he was just so in awe of what we were doing. And it was just great to see because we didn't know him at all. But, you know, they reached out to us and they, they wanted to do stuff with us. And, you know, it's great to see there's that appetite and that hunger from someone that's like not necessarily connected to you. Mm. That's, that's watching you from afar and thinking, I like what you're doing. I can see there's success here. And I want to be included in that. And obviously having a, a big name club like that, interested in something that's grassroots level, I thought was quite um, powerful. And I think another moment is, um, you know, the, the creation of our 11-a-side squad. I think um, the way, and I really credit in my business partner, Rob, and the way that he's built it up during lockdown, it's, it's not easy. You know, obviously there were people in, we all were experiencing the pandemic in such different ways, you know, whether that's physically or mentally. And I think the way that he has created that squad, I'm always in awe of it because it's been a mixture of, you know, our tournaments and reaching out to players that have um, participated from the very first tournament. We've, we've got a player from universal music. Um, who's our, I think our number one goal scorer, I want to say, sorry if, if I have gotten that wrong, but Makisha, <laughs> She is, um, you know, just banging in goals every week, which is brilliant. And she, she's, she was in our first tournament. And so we've, we've got somebody from that first tournament 
all the way up until like the most recent tournament, which was a player from Ballers FC, Danny, absolutely amazing as one player of the tournament. Um, you know, and also is, is banging in goals as well. Uh, and it, it's great to see that we've got like different people from different areas of things that we've done with She's Got Skills come together, wanting to play in our 11 aside squad and really bringing, you know, our vision to life in that. So I hope that answers the question. But yeah, three really big moments. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You can definitely have more than one and they're all great. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully Some they of them have not been so good as well because sometimes there's been moments where Rob and I have been like, you know, because I don't want to paint this picture of, oh, you've got this idea, go live your dream, it's going to be perfect. <laughs> there are also times when Rob and I have been like, oh my God, what are we going to do with X, Y, and Z? And Abby, please don't ask me what they are because I can't remember them now. <laughs> I mean, I was going to make my next question what's been some of your biggest challenges, but we could just skip that one if you like. <laughs> just bat that away. <laughs> Listen, do you know what? We can just go for the pandemic as the answer because I feel like oh, yeah. a lot of people have just been like, yeah, it's just been, like, it's just been a bit mental to fathom, hasn't it? So yeah. And it's yeah. just affected so many people in so many ways that yeah it's absolutely just yeah madness. although by the sounds of it you kind of made the most of it like you said kind of rob was doing this sort of zoom thing so let's talk a little bit about that then actually whilst we kind of yeah. segue through the topic so yeah obviously we we ended up in lockdown people were stuck at home so kind of where did that idea come from that you're gonna kind of set up kind of zoom things and what what did rob actually do during the kind of each kind of zoom session shall we say I would say we were inspired by other fitness communities, actually, in terms of what they were doing um, and having that hunger to just do what we do. We were really missing it. So it was yeah. like, right, well, we've got to like utilize the technology and reach out to people because actually like it will improve people's mental and physical well-being. If we're just here every week, doesn't matter if there's one person that shows up or if there's a hundred people that show up, but it was just great to see that grow on a weekly um, basis. And um, we also did a little bit with um, Sports Direct on that one um, in terms of like getting prizes for people. Um, and Super 5 League as well were, were really great in promoting the opportunity to their teams as well. So, um, so obviously they wanted to ensure that their teams were keeping fit and, and ready for, for the league. So it was great to have that sort of partnership in place with, with, with those two sort of groups um, and, you know, meet new, new faces as well. Um, so, yeah, we, we kind of like had this sort of, and the numbers were, were grow, growing. Yeah, growing, I should say. It's about to grow. <laughs> um, yeah, the numbers were growing um, every single week. And then the final one we did was International Women's Day. So with that one, we partnered up with a yoga instructor mm. um, and also another PT as well. So it was like a bit of like circuit training, um, you know, some ball work with Rob and then some yoga um, in the end as well. So it was nice to kind of bring everyone together and, and say with that particular one that like we got, um, you know, Kate Mason, who used to work for Sky Sports. Um, she sort of signed in and then we had like a couple of other like people that wouldn't normally play football that would sign in. So a perfect example of that is my mum. <laughs> so my mum and her friends kind of signed up that as well because oh, we promoted it all around like international women's day and interestingly my mum said her favorite part of it was the football part even though she's never played football in her life amazing. <laughs> i love that that's so good though that's amazing do you know what actually as well people that i've i've spoken to lots of like coaches and players and stuff like that and i think a lot of them 
obviously it was tragic having the pandemic but actually having that kind of the connection with kind of zoom and stuff like that was actually really yeah. good for their team they kind of looked at things in different ways and kind of explored different parts of them as a team as well and stuff like that yeah got absolutely. people involved who maybe wouldn't have necessarily been kind of so involved and like as you're saying your mum got involved so that's amazing yeah. <laughs> i really love that something um, on a sunday morning <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> So you've kind of mentioned that kind of Sports Direct got involved as well. Kind of let's talk a little bit about kind of the brands that you've kind of managed to get on board with the collective and stuff like that. It sounds really exciting. There's some kind of big names in there as well, which is massive. And it's so great to see so many kind of big names are supporting women's football. Yeah, absolutely. So we did start off working with um, Nike for the first couple of tournaments. Um, They were great in you know, providing um, prizes for our winners. So the winners got to choose um, a football jersey um, of their choice or football boots, I think was for the second tournament. Um, And then for the third one, which was just before lockdown, that's where we engaged with West Ham. So, you know, they gave um, players uh, tickets um, to sort of any match, um, which was really good in terms of, you know, them having access to more access to, to women's football. Um, and then, yeah, since then, we've, we've engaged with, with other brands, um, some big, some startups. So um, Sports Direct being um, one of them. Um, but yeah, we're also now working with um, uh, girl fans. Um, they've been a massive supporter of what, what we do probably from day one. Um, so for those of you who don't know who girl fans are, um, they are all about celebrating um, fan culture. But for women uh, football fans, um, whether that is uh, the women's game or the men's game. Mm. Um, so, you know, they, they always promote what we do and, and share what we do. Um, and then um, kicks and balls as well. Um, for those of you who don't know who they are, um, uh, Rach is um, spearheading that. She um, has created a kit for Femcare, essentially, to be accessible to all grassroots uh, women's teams. So we're doing some interesting things with, with them um, later this month to kind of really promote that um, initiative. Um, and then we've also got sponsors that we've worked with, um, with, with Kenningwell as well. So some really interesting ones there in terms of an asset, asset management company, um, Pit Barn, which is a, a natural deodorant and a women's uh, coaching company as well. So it's a wide a range of brands. And I think the reason why I wanted to sort of go into the smaller ones as well as the larger ones um, is to show that you don't have to have the larger ones to support you to kind of be successful. Because actually the smaller ones, you know, you, you need them to kind of, you know, be with you on your journey in terms of, you know, collaborating on whether that's an event or, or sponsorship. Um, and it's, it's great to see that we can work, you know, across all levels. Amazing. That sounds really cool. Um, so you did tell me you're a content junkie. So we're going to have to talk about content because I probably think I'm a bit of a content junkie as well. <laughs> 100%. Let's do it. <laughs> so um, how do you get in contact with these brands? In fact, I'm assuming you probably use kind of your platform and the content that you produce and stuff like that in order to kind of get these kind of brand sponsorships and stuff. And like you said about your network as well. So kind of how sort of how did you go about that? And kind of, kind of how, how important do you think it is kind of with the growth of She's Got Skills and even Kenningwell, in fact, we might as well dip in there whilst we're here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I would say it's a mixture of, um, yeah, our content that we we put on Instagram. So Rob and I are pretty consistent with what, what we do on there, whether that is sharing like a, a story about our, our tournament or 
clips from, from our tournament or it could be, you know, anything relevant that's going on in the news. Um, I would say we're very much conversational starters. Like, so in terms of, you know, if you're talking to someone on Instagram, um, Rob is definitely better at this than me. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll start that conversation in terms of, you know, um, reaching out to, to people. But, you know, we always have something that, that, you know, people will respond to or react to. So I think that that's key in terms of when you're, you're reaching out to a brand is, you know, we never really reached out cold. We, we always would sort of bring them on our journey or follow with them as well and, and talk to them about what their interests are. Um, but also tools like LinkedIn from a professional standpoint, it's really important to sort of update your audiences from that side too. So, you know, there are a couple of universities that we're able to talk to um, on there. Um, you know, I've mentioned that, you know, she's got skills. We want to do tournaments. We've got Kenningwell as well. But then there's also other initiatives that we're, we're wanting to get involved in, which we started sort of pre-pandemic, which is doing more talks and um, doing more mentoring opportunities. The one thing I would say, working with corporates, is we realised is we had so many interesting people doing such, uh, you know, varied jobs. Mm. And I thought, you know, if I was a young person and I wanted to get into universal music, no one teaches you how to do that. Yeah. So we wanted to carry on that and ensure that we're also mentoring the next generation through football in terms of that, that interest, you know? Mm. Um, so I'd say watch out for that in, in 2022, because we did start those conversations before um, lockdown. But yeah, I think it's really about updating your, your audiences and starting those conversations and not being afraid to start that conversation when it comes um, out to, you know, reaching to a big brand, but also relying on some of your collaborators. As I mentioned, like, you know, we work with girl fans. Um, there's another brand we work with called Cellador and they do, um, you know, events and have been doing events for many, many years. And they've always been a supporter of ours as well. They're in our, you know, uh, you know, our circle, and, you know, if we want an introduction to anyone, then we can go to, you know, our partners essentially and say, hey, do you know X, Y, and Z? I noticed that, you know, this person on, on LinkedIn. Um, so it's almost like not being afraid to, to put yourself out there. Yeah, I really like that. That I can definitely relate to that as well. Like everything that I'm doing like within football right now is because I've just been like, do you know what? I'm going to DM them <laughs> or I'm going yeah. to text them stuff like that. Yeah, you, as you say, you do just need to throw yourself out there. And just, yeah, the, worst, the worst thing that's going to happen is they'll say no or they won't no. reply. And then that's yeah. the end of that. And then you go and find somebody else to talk to, don't you? So Yeah, and it's and that's the beauty of what LinkedIn and, and Instagram and um, I, mean, I'm not, I don't use Facebook as much anymore, which is why I've not really bought that into the conversation other than the football team but <laughs> in terms of our audiences um you know linkedin i reached out to footy addicts about a month or two ago mm. and i thought really like what, what they're doing in terms of you know they've got single players so naturally we hopefully we'll be able to do something together so you know we were planning a tournament as you know um, which was supposed to happen last weekend um, which we uh, had to postpone due to various reasons but you know um that came from a linkedin conversation of me reaching out to one of the co-founders and saying yeah let's have a chat turned out danny um who lives maybe 10 minutes down the road from me you know wouldn't have known that from his linkedin profile but it's nice to to have that that connection and now we're planning other things that we're going to do together in 2022 so um 
yeah don't be afraid to reach out kids <laughs> <laughs> exactly and I think as well a lot of the time that social media can get like a real bad rep can't it for kind yeah. of stuff that you see on there so actually it's really nice to hear about the kind of positives that you kind of have gained from it and stuff like that and like how you're able to like really positively use kind of your networking and stuff like that in order to to grow she's got skills and then obviously use it for Kenningwell as well and that's the thing is that's one thing that I really liked about kind of looking at your social media and stuff like that it's very I don't want to say approachable because that just feels like a strange word to use but I think yeah I don't know what it is like it just yeah it just I kind of feel a little bit like I'm mates with you just like what like good looking through things and kind oh, of that's nice. that. so, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what we're about and then even like when you look at our about us page on on our website we're very much like yeah you know send us an email and even if you want to meet for a cuppa you know Rob and I are here because we're, we're those kind of people like we all just go out and meet people or during lockdown obviously it would be more on on zoom and and we've managed to work with i'd say people around the world actually because we were working with a university in wisconsin through an entrepreneurship program where they've taken she's got skills as an example of a, a startup and they've helped us kind of develop like our brand messaging as part of their university project and it kind of happened because of lockdown because it's not like i'm going to fly to america anytime <laughs> soon but it's great we could do that on Zoom and, and, and connect with people. And that happened, you know, through connections and, and people getting to know our Instagram account. Yeah, that's really cool. Super positive. I love that. <laughs> um, okay, so we've mentioned it a couple of times. So we probably should talk about Kenningwell, really, shouldn't we? Yeah, shout out to Kenningwell WFT. <laughs> <laughs> I love it yeah it's so great it's really cool to see you guys and yeah it's exciting that you guys are third um that's really cool so yeah how did that come about kind of tell me where the kind of mm, it's not a transition is it because she's she's got skills is still very much a thing and stuff like that but kind of where did yeah. that next kind of leap come that you were like do you know what let's go let's start let's start an 11 aside like let's get let's get competitive yeah yeah so um our 11 aside team's always been in our plans so it's very much been as i mentioned rob um is the coach out of um both of us so it's very much been in his heart i would say to start that 11 aside team and uh you know and it being a part of, of she's got skills and all the other things that, that we're doing so we actually started out as sgs 11 that was our original name and we competed in a league in, in Clapham, but because of lockdown, it was very stop, start, stop, start. So we, we started in, um, I think, September, October 2020. Um, I think only played a couple of games, but I should say we won all of those games. Um, and yeah, very much stop, start, stop, start, which is actually how our virtual sessions came about because Rob then started doing virtual se sessions for our um, players. But then when the second lockdown came along and we then broadened that out to, to everyone. But taking it back to um, Kenningwell, um, Rob uh, used to play for Kenningwell United and, you know, he's got a very good relationship with them. And um, it basically came about that they, they needed a women's team. So, you know, we thought actually this is a really great partnership. We've got roots with them already. We really love what they do. Um, so why not bring the two together? So we... Um, sort of transitioned from SGS 11 to Kenningwell United WFC so officially became their, their women's team um, this summer. Um, it was really exciting to be part of, of their family um, you know we've, we've been going for a couple of years but they've been going for many many years um, I want to say 30 or 40 years plus so it's nice to be part of something that has a lot of history too so you know we're, we're proud to be a, a part of that 
and um, we hope where we're doing them proud in in the game so far um, you know we've we've won I believe most of our games and I think it's five out of six <laughs> yeah that's right and you know like I said we've got quite a number of goal scorers in the in the team I'd love to start reading up all the names but I'm really scared I'm gonna forget someone but all of them play such um, amazing you know parts in, in the squad um, and it's beautiful to see that all come together um, through lockdown in terms of our squad growing um, and also being part of like the London FA, which we wasn't before. And we didn't know what to expect because we hadn't played those other teams. So, um, you know, we've had a really positive um, start. Um, weekend just gone, our match got postponed as did many others because of the rain. Yeah. Um, and it was the, the clash against sort of the top of the table really, because we were going to play um, Croydon um, WFC and they're top of the table right now. So uh, Croydon, we're still coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait for that match to be, um, you know, rescheduled. So we're, yeah, we can't wait for it. It's going to be good. Well, it just means that you've got more time to do some more content to hype the game up a bit more. So maybe yeah. it's a bonus that you got postponed because then you've got well, yeah, get, actually, get rescheduled. <laughs> you're absolutely right because there were a few bits of content that I, I have planned for it, but I'll, I'll definitely bring that out for uh, the next game. <laughs> I look forward to seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you, you mentioned as well that kind of some of them have come through from originally being at that tournament and now they're playing for playing for the 11 sides um playing for Kenningwell so kind of tell me a little bit about that kind of how's that kind of journey gone for those players and how like how's that been for you kind of as the content creator and I don't know if you want to speak on on behalf of coach or not but it's up to you yeah yeah I think I'll speak on behalf of, of Rob in that way like we <laughs> You know, we um, started, like I said, our, our squad uh, about a year ago. Um, and then any time we would meet someone that we thought would be a good fit for the squad, Rob would add them to our WhatsApp group. So, you know, it's almost like that sort of helped build the community along with the, the virtual training sessions. And then obviously when we were able to go back out again, Rob then ran the physical um, training sessions um, having a positive start to, to the league was also very helpful too mm -hmm. <coughs> excuse me I'm just gonna have a sip of water <laughs> um, but yeah some of these players obviously had met in in our tournaments as well so some of them were kind of recognized um, each other or worked together as well so um, Kate uh, McGreevy, um, she uh, was a captain of the winning team from Sheffield University, um, Old Girls, uh, in September 2020. Um, she's now the, the, one of the captains of um, our, our current squad in, in Kenningwell. Um, but she used to play with um, Holly. Uh, I also feel like they're kind of like that partnership on the, on the pitch was amazing to see. And Holly and, and Kate both played for Kenningwell. I say used to because Holly has sadly moved to Newcastle, so we lost Holly. Um, but then when Holly came back down to London again, um, she played for one of our matches a couple of weeks ago. So it was nice to see that sort of friendship and that partnership reunite on the pitch, which I tried to capture on the ground for our stories that day. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's good. And there's other partnerships that are developing as well, because, you know, a lot of the players didn't know each other. Um, but Rob's done a great job in um, bonding the players. Um, you know, we organise um, different socials. So we went to Toka Social uh, a couple of weeks ago. Really jealous um, of that. 
You <laughs> look so cool. We'll invite you next time. <laughs> yes. I think that might be on the a list for our Christmas party, actually. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, there's other times when, you know, some of the players might have, you know, met, met afterwards to go to the pub. Most recently, we celebrated Rob's birthday. So, you know, we, we had a, a party with the squad as well. So, you know, we, we always try and make sure we, we, we get the team together, not just on the pitch, but, but off the pitch um, too. So they've bonded through various ways. Some of them know each other from way back or they've gone to university together or worked together. And then some people have just met in the squad. You can naturally see all those sort of partnerships and friendships forming, which is beautiful. Mm. I think that's such an important part of grassroots football as well, that kind of that social element of of being part of a team. And obviously, like... It kind of comes down to that 90 minutes on the pitch, doesn't it? But actually, really, it doesn't. And that kind of the relationships you build and kind of the team that you become sort of off the pitch is just as important as on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think it's um, great to see that, you know, this is what I was saying about Rob and being in awe of how he's brought, you know, the team together because they didn't know each other and they're from different parts of the world and they're all different, doing different things. So, it's, it's great to see that we all, we all get on, um, you know, there's a lot of positivity when, when we play. Um, and it's great that we talk to each other on the pitch as well, because that communication is, is key. Mm, absolutely. <clears throat> Do you have a stand-up moment at Kenningwell? <laughs> Besides obviously starting Kenningwell, is there a stand-up moment there? Or do you think maybe you're just a bit, a bit too early on in kind of its establishment to have had a stand-up moment yet? It, it's difficult because there's been quite a few stand-out moments because, um, you know, we, we have won, like, most of our matches. Yeah. And there have just been so many positive moments, um, you know, at the moment, what's fresh in my mind is probably the last game when when Makisha went crazy and scored a bucket load of goals. And that's what I was going to post on Sunday morning. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save that one. Um, you know, that yeah, there's been um, just amazing moments to see, like, on, on the pitch. But, yeah, it might be a little bit too early because we haven't won anything yet. Yep. But I feel like we yep, are like definitely on the right path. So, yeah. Nice. That's cool. I like that. Um, so equally, have you had any kind of challenging things to deal with at Kenningwell or do you feel like equally is that also too, like there's not really much that's been thrown at you yet. So, yeah, I would say it's not really been, been much really. I'd say obviously challenging, it's challenging when you lose because especially because we have been winning so many games and then you Mm. lose that one and you're like, Oh, how do I, how do I deal with this loss? You know? Yeah. Um, but we, we bounce back the week after. So, you know, I think having a lot of positivity in terms of management style and, you know, the way that, um, you know, we coach. I am actually going to apologise because I've completely forgotten to mention our other coaching members um, of Kenningwell. <laughs> give them a shout out now. Give them a shout yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I will. So I'm going to give um, a huge apology to Sam, who's also um, one of our coaches, um, as well as um, Daniel as well. So, you know, the, the way that, you know, the, the three of those guys like coach Kenningwell and you know, the words they say to, to our team, not just before, but even during the match and during the week as well. It's just, it's nice to see. And I would say, you know, the, the, the um, you know, the balance between the, the coaching staff is, uh, you know, it's great because they've got such different styles. 
So it's not like they all have like one style. So it, it, I think that also adds to the magic of Kennywell. Nice. I think that's really important as well. And that's really interesting that obviously kind of the tier and like the, the, the elite, the kind of level that you guys play at, the fact that you've got three coaches is actually kind of, I guess it's, it's not unheard of, but actually it's not particularly commonplace. Normally you've got kind of, so I'm thinking about myself here. So my, my coach, we have a coach and, and he's our manager and he also just happens to be the dad of our right back. So oh, I think wow. that's fairly kind of common. Within the yeah, that is, yeah, that is very like, common. There's one coach and it's probably potentially somebody's dad, somebody's <laughs> brother or something like that. Yeah. So do you think it's of like benefit to them that they have these three coaches? As you said, they kind of have different coaching styles. So do you think that's kind of that maybe is that part of the success of Kenningwell so far? The fact that you have got these three different kind of coaching styles and yeah, three people to kind of take the reins each week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, um, you know, just won't say just using our heart, heart, heart can't talk today <laughs> half time um you know our half time team talks like you know it, the styles between rob and sam are quite they're not night and day but you know they complement each other mm. in a sense where like what you know we we should be doing and how we should be going forward and i think you know that the way they complement each other has definitely worked because you can then see that come to life in the in the second half you know whether we do even need to turn something around or score more goals to ensure we've got like a higher goal difference. Um, you know, yeah, it hundred percent definitely comes down to them. Nice. That's really cool. So let's kind of look ahead a little bit though. What, I mean, you've alluded to it slightly already as well, kind of what does the future look like for She's Got Skills and for getting well, in fact, actually what's kind of in the world domination. Life. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. Can I come along for the journey? <laughs> of course. Everybody is uh, welcome to join our ride. Um, yeah. You know, we want to do more tournaments. We're definitely going to branch out to other parts of the UK, but not only the UK, I'm going to say the world as well. Once the world opens up a little bit more, we really foresee having tournaments, you know, in, in the States and in Asia and different parts of Africa and, and wherever, basically. We're really excited to sort of go back out and, and engage with, with corporates and grassroots teams in, in those areas. Um, but also, as I alluded to, um, with Girl Fans and Kicks and Balls, we're, we're doing an event later this month where we're exploring careers in uh, women's football so we're doing that up in thrive in in liverpool so um what thrive do is they reach out to anyone that's on universal credit under 25 so it's usually people that have just left school and you know they're sort of looking for what career path they can go into but they may not go to you know university so we want to promote that you know careers are uh, there in women's football um, so we'll be talking about that more um, in, in Liverpool and um, doing more like mentoring as well. So, you know, as I mentioned, we, we realise we've got this really powerful network, whether that is, you know, a Sky Sports um, presenter or, um, you know, a university lecturer or someone that's working at Deliveroo or, or Facebook. And how do we utilise that, um, you know, and how do we create those mentoring opportunities for the younger generation? So we'll be definitely doing some more um, programming as well as tournaments and games with younger players uh, next year. Nice. I love that. And what about Kenningwell? What's the kind of future looking like for them? There is looking bright. <laughs> so we definitely want to win, um, you know, a trophy this season. And um, 
I, I, yeah, I, I would love to see us to, to win the league. And I think we've got an excellent chance with the great start that we've had and the positivity that we've had and the amazing talent of our squad. Um, I, I would love to see us uh, win the league and then get promoted as well. Nice. I love the ambition. I'm here for it. Whilst we're on it as well, so normally I like to kind of finish on a kind of quick fire questions. And this is essentially where you get to bait out the team. <laughs> So I don't know how confident you're feeling about this, but I feel like you've seen enough of them to probably be like, yeah, this is this person. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see. You can veto questions as well. You're welcome. Yeah. To play. No, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So, okay. <clears throat> First question. Who is always late? <laughs> oh, who is always late? Do you know what? Even though I don't play, I'm going to say me. <laughs> You're like, sorry, I've missed the first free goal. Sam would always be like, what time do you call this? <laughs> uh, but if it's player-wise, I'm going to say um, Emma and Paula, purely because they've always got really good reasons. So they work um, with Bloomsbury Football. So they've always got stuff on in, in the weekend and, and during the day. And bless them, they will literally travel like from one side of London to another to make sure that they're, they're at the match. So it's for a very, very good reason. Oh, commitment though. I like it. That's yeah. fair enough. We'll let them off for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, who is scoring the winning goal? Makisha. <laughs> that was so confident. I thought you were going to say that anyway. You were like, yeah, she's banging in goals left, right, she's and centre. banging in goals, Makisha. <laughs> <laughs> um, equally, who's missing it? Oh. This is a question um, that normally gets vetoed. <laughs> yeah. Um... Mm, that's a really, really d difficult one. Yeah, I might have to veto that one. I know I'm going to be really it. boring because... Um, it is a slightly mean sounds, I, This might sound so cocky, but I just sort <laughs> no, of feel... But any time our players are wanting to score a goal, let's just... I'm going to put Danny on the spot here. I remember a couple of weeks ago, she really wanted to score. And it's almost like, you know, she then got like a, maybe a penalty or she scored a goal, ended up with a hat-trick by the end of the match. Nice, love So that. it's almost like that, that drive and that ambition's there. Mm. But it might be Rob puts her in another position where she's like, oh, okay, I'm not in that position to score. Yeah. But in that particular match, like she, she wanted to get a goal and ended up with a hat-trick. So okay. I don't know if that answers the question, but uh, anyone that wants to score will typically end up scoring because uh, we're, we're just, we've just got it like that. <laughs> Uh, who's the most competitive? Kate McGreevy, definitely. We've got Another two Kate's. Very definitive answer. Um, uh, she's 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 very competitive and she knows it. Um, and it's great to see that on the pitch. So one example is I remember last season, um, she missed the penalty, and you could really see her trying to win the ball back and get the goal. And I think we ended up getting a free kick and she scored it and it was beautiful. So, I, and, and that happens where she's just, you know, on it and she just wants to make sure, you know, she's, she's perfect captaincy material, basically. Nice. Um, you know, so yeah, I'd say Kate. Cool. Uh, who waits till match day to turn on the heat? So like at training, they're fairly chill. They're like not putting too much effort in, but then on match day, they're just bringing the fire. Oh, that's an interesting one. Oh. Hmm. I might have to veto that one. Yeah, you can veto that one as well. Yeah. Like everyone I'm veto that one. All the time. Um, do you know what it is? I feel with our squad, we either have like that chilled 
sort of personality or they're bringing the fire. I don't feel <laughs> like there's an in-between. Yeah. I could be completely wrong and maybe <laughs> Rob may have a different opinion um, on that, but I kind of feel like we have a really nice balance. Mm. And I think that's what makes it work. You know, yeah. they're all like going for it. Um, and they're, they're all like, you know, even when the players can't necessarily be there for whatever reason, whether it's an injury or someone's on holiday or anything like that, but our WhatsApp group is always really active with people like sending those positive and encouraging um, messages. Um, but it, it might be maybe somebody like Vanessa, actually, I kind of think if she might come to mind in a sense where she, she, she might be chilled at first, but then all of a sudden you see her on the pitch and like, she's really going for it. But um and maybe possibly Sophie, possibly. Um, but yeah, I kind of feel we've got that nice balance. So um, maybe as the season goes on, that might change. Yeah, true. I guess you're still quite a young squad, aren't you? So kind of yeah. figuring out people's like personalities and how they work out is kind of probably still a bit new for you guys. Yeah. Um, who's the team joker? Like probably putting a prank or something like that on somebody. Um. Once again, I think it's too early to say. Um, I've not, I've not seen any sort of um, pranks yet. But if I had to guess somebody, um, I would probably say um, maybe our goalkeeper Sam. I'll, I'll, I'll give her that. Do you know what? I feel like that's a keeper thing. My keeper is exactly the same. Like I would definitely. <laughs> she might that. listen to this and be like, "I don't know what you're talking about. That's not me." <laughs> No, I think it might be a keeper thing. Like they've always got quite a big personality. I think because they're kind of, yeah, just occasionally they're, they're a bit forgotten about sometimes, aren't they, poor keeper? Yeah. Like you said, like at the beginning, like they kind of don't get the glory, do they, with stuff like that? So yeah. actually, I think like they've not normally got quite a big personality because I don't know they've just got to do their thing in goal, haven't they? So yeah, I feel yeah. like with the keeper. Um, last one. Who is the team hype woman? So who's like getting everybody going, kind of getting everybody buzzed on match day? Uh, I'm gonna say Kate again. Um, I think naturally, you know, um, having, um, you know, she's one of our captains. So I think she, she's um, very, very interactive, you know, on, um, you know, our WhatsApp group um, and even on the day as well, whether that's, you know, before the game, you know, during the game, after the game as well. Um, just, yeah. I would, and I'd probably say, I'd share that with probably Danny too. She's, she's also um, super um uh you know active on on our channels nice i love that you have survived the quick fire questions yes <laughs> <laughs> good effort good effort uh only one more question for you um is yeah. there anything else you want to add about the team um oh is there anything else i want to add i i just want to shout them all out i think i think they're all doing amazing i know we've got so many players that have registered so please forgive me if i have not mentioned you today but every single one of you are doing just bits for for kenningwell united women's and, and we we're just so proud of what you've achieved so far and we can't wait for um, you know the rest of the season and just to see how the rest of the season pans out and as you know as we're getting into you know winter and you know we're through to the next round of, of um, the cup as well mm. it's just it, exciting that we've got a lot to play for so keep going you guys are doing amazing and um, yeah bring it on 2022 love that love that there is actually one final question for you oh, where can people find you on social media 
Yeah, sure. So um, with our Instagram account is She's Got Skills UK. So it's at She's Got Skills UK. Um, and then our Twitter is just at She's Got Skills. Nice. Love that. Cool. Amazing. B, thank you so much. This has been the best. I've had, I feel like we could chat for hours, to be fair. Yeah, and no, I feel like we need a round two. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've said that with so many people, actually. Like, there's, there's definitely going to be lots of part twos to lots of people. But yeah, you're definitely one of those part twos. This has been a really, really exciting chat. It's been so nice chatting to you. Thank and we finally managed it. Fourth time lucky. <laughs> I know, we did it. We lasted. I just want to say, if anyone wants to come down and see, um, you know, Kenningwell play, um, our home... Um, Matches are usually at Barn Elm Sports Centre in Barnes, um, but we're due to put our fixtures up hopefully in the next week or so in terms of our winter fixtures. So please do keep an eye out on socials in terms of where we are. Similarly with our tournaments as well, if anyone wants to get involved in terms of, you know, if you're a new player or you haven't played in a while or you've got a team, reach out to us because we'd love to hear from you. Yes, absolutely. 100% advocate of that, definitely. So fingers crossed. Do, do the other things as well is that um, like I've been seeing a lot of kind of further down the pyramid as well that um, attendances are going up as well. So it's really good. Like, yeah. So I had a cup game the other day and there was 50 people at my cup game. So that was mine. That's yeah, great. Exactly. So absolutely. Go and, go and watch you guys. So it'd be really cool. So yes, yeah, so as I said, thank you so much, B. This has been amazing. It's been a real great chat. Thanks, Abby. It's been brilliant. Can't wait for it to hear it go live. <laughs> no worries at all. Thank you. And thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in to episode 12 of the latest series in the Selk podcast production. Expect to hear many more interviews from those involved in the women's grassroots game, as well as news, history and everything else in between. And remember, it's okay not to be okay. So if you ever want to reach out, I'm always happy to chat football or anything else for that matter. Feel free to get in touch with me on social media. Stay safe out there, wash your hands, follow the guidelines and catch you all soon for episode 13. I've been your host, Abby, and you've been listening to Match Fix. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.